Hello and welcome to the latest instalment of the Rangers Women's Supporters Group podcast. As always, I'm joined by Alan, Carr and Graham. How are you all doing? Thawed it yet? Just a bit thawed out there, I After hot drinks and heating up in the car. What about you guys? Uh, no bad, other than my scalding hand from the exploding cup at Broadwood. They need to invest in better cups for their cups of tea. The bottom fell out of it and scalding hot tea all over my hand. Well, as you'll see by my rosy red cheeks, if you're watching <laughs> this, then you'll see that I'm thawing it and now cooking with a <laughs> Alan, how are you? Just a bit thawed out myself. I splashed out and turned the heating on, so we're warming up nicely. Very good. So we'll head straight into today's game. We're playing Montrose at Broadwood, a chilly Broadwood. So we started with Fife and Goals, McLaughlin, Medag, Doherty at the back, McLeary, Bands, McLean, McCauley in the middle, Rowan the number 10, Howitt and Hardy up front, as always. Happy with that team, Car? I was, actually. I thought we'd go quite attacking, but it was nice that we got some of the youngsters in to get them some, some more game time. So, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have argued had it been any other way if Laura Berry had started, if any of the other youngsters had got their chance. So I appreciated that she, Joe went for it from the start. And then, you know, once things were kind of done at that point, she could bring some more on and make some changes. Were there any surprises for you, Graham? Did you think we'd be a Did couple more young or were you quite happy with it? No, it was a good team, but I, yeah, I thought maybe you say I was expecting maybe Ailey Austin to play or Laura Berry um, or Megan actually, but and. I did think Sarah Younes, uh, but maybe it was too much for a full game for Sarah. But um, yeah, no, but a decent team all round. But yeah, what about, you, what about yourself, Laura? Yeah, I thought it was quite a, good, a strong team. Surprised Michelle Coulson did the start at the back, but she seems to prefer, Joe seems to prefer Tess in the back line for some reason. But no, it was a good team otherwise. Happy Rachel Rose started and she ran her socks off and has woke up later. Finally, that paid off for her. Were you quite happy with the team, Alan? Yeah, I think we started with a really strong team. Or I thought we maybe rested one or two of the players who did start, but happy with the team. It's good to have such strong options. And met Mia and Jody playing out wide, you know, they've... They've had a bit less game time in the last few weeks, so they were coming in fresh and probably going to have a point to prove. So definitely a, a good, solid team. We expected a good performance from. So, Kurt, obviously, as we've seen in recent games, midweek and for that, the throws are a lot better than they have been compared to our last game when we were obviously banging goals in against them and we did score quite a few today but for that first kind of opening 10 minutes they were quite stuffy and weren't really letting us near them really, they were sitting quite deep and just like, waiting for us to kind of come on to them 
Yeah, we had a few chances that we kind of got into the box, but they were just blocking them and putting their bodies on the line, and the keeper made a couple of good saves. She had an outstanding game again today, and she really did keep the score down quite low. So there wasn't much more we could have done. I would have liked to have maybe use the flanks a bit more, try and get it out wide and kind of cross it in rather than trying to walk it in as we were trying to do, and Kirsty was just kind of not really having much joy. It was just getting blocked by their defenders. So we got there in the end of patiently. It paid off eventually, but it just took that a little bit longer than we probably were all expecting. We thought we'd just, you know, like we did last week, we'd just score in the first couple of minutes and that would get us started. But it took a wee bit longer than we would like, I suppose. Yeah, Graham, so it took 12 minutes for us to score our first goal. And I don't think any of us had Tess as the first goal scorer. No, because I think I think we thought it was somebody else that scored the goal at first, but and then Tess got the rebound. But it was a brilliant goal in all fairness. But I, I think where we were sitting, it didn't. It looked as if it was in, but the the goalkeeper saves it. Um, who I have to say, if it wasn't for that goalkeeper today, probably would be looking at cricket scores. You know, maybe 14, 15, 16 goals. But their goalkeeper was, I have to say, it was brilliant. You know, and. For them, they're probably that's their player of the match. I know we have our own player of the match, but I think Montrose, that keeper, definitely made a difference. But yeah, I didn't expect Tess, but fair play to her, she comes up with a goal. After that, Tara, we while before we had our second goal, but we had quite a few chances. Rachel McLaughlin was getting a few shots. Rachel Rowe was determined that today was going to be the day that she finally scored, but it took quite a while before we actually got that kind of set goal, but still plenty of chances. I think it was a story of the game. I, I, I don't think we were moving the ball quite quick enough. We were taking too long on the ball. and As Carl said, we could have had a lot more joy at wide. And I think Montoya are probably a lot weaker wider areas of defence than they are in the centre. We are quite strong and well organised. But with so many Montrose players in the box, we had a lot of players forward as well, which made the box really crowded. And most of the goals as we sort of touch on came from sort of loose balls in the box and just getting involved in keeping the ball alive. There wasn't a lot of, you'd say, clear-cut chances. We were just basically battering on the door and, and eventually it came good. Yep, Karen, our second goal came on the 27th minute. Looked like it was me that scored at first, and then again, the keeper seemed to make a save, and Kirsty Howe was there, as he'd expect all good strikers to be, to feed off the scraps, and she just fired it out at the back of the net for 2 0. Yeah, I really want to see that one back because I'm nearly. 100% sure that Mia's shot slash cross, whatever you want to call it, went over the line. But the announcer gave it to Kirsty because the keeper then kind of gets to it, and Kirsty's just there to just absolutely poach it and just smash it in easy as you like. And that's what she does. And I think at points today, she was trying a little bit too hard. She was trying to do that extra pass, that extra move, whereas she should have just been trying to smash them in, I think, would have. Probably worked out better for her, but she did end up with a couple of goals to her credit. But Mia had a, a, a 
such a good game. She's so talented. And she probably should have got one herself today as well. But if that one's hers, then they need to go back and credit it to her because she deserves it if that went over the line. Yeah, definitely. It was a weird one. So we had, again, after that, loads of chances, Graham. Uh, Rachel Rowe, as I said earlier, was determined. She was firing the ball at the goal constantly, but the keeper was making save after save, and I think Rachel was ready to go up and throttle her and say, just let me score. And eventually on the 39th minute, Rachel Rowe did score, but to be honest, at the game, I thought it was was Rachel Rowe finally. Great work for Rachel McLaughlin, and then Rachel Rowe finishes it off. Rachel Rowe finishes it off. As you say, Rachel McLaughlin created that chance, and it was again, as we said earlier on, that goal, the goalkeeper again saves. Um, and Rachel, like Alan was saying, maybe scrappy goal, but you know what? You have to be up there and and get them, like you know, like a good poacher. But Rachel finally got off the mark for us because she's done everything for this. She's done everything in the team, create chances and everything, bar score. And it's brilliant to actually see a fit. Well done, Rachel, for getting your very first Rangers goal. Um, aye, uh, she, she's a phenomenal talent, absolutely phenomenal. And it's brilliant to get her off the mark. So, well, we went in at half time 3 0. Were you quite happy with that? I'd say I was reasonably happy, I, I, I think. We, we should have been looking at being a wee bit further ahead, but we were dominating the game. As I said already, I think we were taking too long the ball. We were running with the ball when we could have been passing it and moving it and creating a bit more space. But when Toes are a credit to himself, he'd been really well organised. They were, they were played really well and were very unlucky on Wednesday not to take something for Glasgow City at Peter Sill. So... We we've done what we needed to do. The game game's safe. The game game's dead at three 0 at half time, and we could just relax and into the second half. Yeah, Car, we came out and it turned us a wee bit to settle. I think when Trues had that kind of weird chance when Jenna just I don't know I don't know what she was doing because we were talking about other things to be honest, but it was a bit of a bit of a mess at the back, but. We managed to kind of clear it, and it was fine. It was we kept their clean sheet. Yeah, it was a weird one. I really don't remember what happened. All I remember is seeing a Montrose player kind of going into Jenna. And I was about kind of taken aback with what had happened, to be honest. But other than that, Jenna didn't really have anything to do today. She just spent a lot of time playing battleships. It sounded like just directing everybody where to go. That's that's what I keep picturing in my head. Every time she shouts over up, you know, whatever she's shouting, I'm picturing her playing battleships with them. But <laughs> never mind. She had, she had a, a fairly good game. No, no Jenna slander from me today. I thought she had quite a good game. And Montrose... I will say they have some good players, but it just doesn't seem like they kind of work as a unit to get things done other than just sitting in the box and hoping that nothing will get past them. Took a few sore ones today, especially with it being so cold. A few shots off the face, off of the backside, that would have stung a wee bit. So credit to them for keeping going for the whole game. But they were never really in it at that point. We just kind of started. Eventually we got scoring again and then we just didn't really stop for the next 40 minutes. 
Yep, there was Carsey's there. We, once we started scoring again in the second half, we didn't really stop. Probably should have scored more, to be honest, but see, that's the way it goes. On the 56th minute, Kirsty Howitt gets her second in the game. Just before that, she had been kind of holding this our side net, so it looked like she was in So we're like typical that she scored probably on a hat trick, but then did get taken off. But good that she managed to get another goal anyway, even though she was kind of injured a wee bit. And another Rachel McLaughlin assist. I think that's going to be a theme of the day, isn't it, for Rachel McLaughlin and Rachel Rowe, but those two, but I, Kirsty, the fact that she was carrying a wee niggle and still gets two goals, you know, she carried the line last year when we were down to one striker, um, and that's just who she is. She'll just keep battling and battling. But I think maybe given the luxury where we were at that point and she had her two goals and we were already, you know, the game wasn't in doubt, as as you, you said, Carr. We were never in doubt. So you've got a chance to take her off and, you know, um, just, just no point in going through another, what was it, 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes or so. There's no point in risking more injury for this when the game's already won. You know, so uh, it was good. She did say at the end of the game that she was all right, so I think it was just a kind of precautionary take her off and we're into the international break, so get her healed up and she'll be fine. <clears throat> so just after that, as we said, she came off. Uh, Libby Manzo also came off. Jodie McLeary came off. And on came Lizzie Arnett, Chelsea Courtney and Sarah Ewan. So good to see Sarah and Lizzie in particular getting some much-needed game time, Alan. Definitely, and we'd thought maybe Lizzie would have continued starting, but it was a good chance to just manage our minutes as she's coming back. It's only like like Sarah, it's only a fifth appearance this season, so we're managing the minutes of players coming back, and by and large, the players we've brought back for injury this season have stayed fit. We've not been bringing players back, and they've been going out injured too often, so we're obviously doing a good job with that. So really pleasing to see them both both come on. They, they seem sort of full of energy. They they seem to be getting getting fitter with every game. So very encouraging to see. I'll just stick with you there, Alan, because Lizzie uh, obviously managed to get a goal after what kind of eleven minutes or so after I came on. I think we've had quite a few chances. A million short corners when Lizzie Arnott's on the pitch makes no sense to me, but good to see Lizzie getting back on the score sheet. Definitely, and we'd literally been talking amongst ourselves about who was left in the team who hadn't scored this season after Rachel's goal in the first half, and I'd no sooner said Lizzie's not scored yet, and then she's played into absolute acres of space. You know, I think she had the freedom of Cumbernauld, the space she had, she's cut inside. And just fired it past the keeper in near post. It was never a doubt Lizzie was scoring when she was going through. You know what that Lizzie's more than capable of that, and she's got the composure that it was never in doubt as soon as she could play down in that space. In a game of firsts, car we also had a first ball in Rangers colours for Sarah Ewan's. Talk us through that one. 
We did, and it was nice. I think that meant that everybody, bar the injured players of Jane Ross and Lisa Martinez, have all now scored at least one goal for the club, which is nice to see that everybody's contributing and it's not just the strikers that are getting in on the action. But Lizzie was heavily involved in this. She takes a, a great shot from distance, keeper kind of saves it, and Ewan, Sarah Ewans is just there to just absolutely pounce on it and scores again, much like Kirsty did in the first half for her first goal. That's what you want. You want somebody to be in the right areas where rebounds are going to come in from. And I think we've been kind of lacking in that, that people maybe stayed a bit too deep when we'd be taking shots because we've not been taking as many shots from distance. So it was nice to see that she had another good game from when she came on and what she did show us is very promising. So I'm very excited to see more from her. But nice for her to get her first goal. You could see that she was buzzing about it. And a, a well-worked goal from everyone. Great that Lizzie's getting involved in stuff again. But just to touch on your point about the short corners, I thought I was going to actually blow my mind. Just, I don't understand when you've got Tess, Lizzie, players on the pitch that can go and take good corners and yet we're taking all of them short. I know maybe that's what Joe's been working on, but if we could stop doing that, I'd appreciate that. It's one thing working on them, but at least make them play off. Every time they keep getting cut out and then the ball's turned over and other teams got possession, it's like either work on long corners or make these short corners work, Graham. Because there was one in particular near the end when Rachel was taking it and Megan was shouting, I want, give me the ball, give me the ball. And she didn't even like she was on the side, and you're thinking, why is you know why are we just ignore? Then we did a long corner, a long one, and it didn't work. And Megan was just standing, having a free reign herself. That one time you don't want want them to do a short corner, and it backfired. So <laughs> I agree with what you're saying, Car, completely. But when you know in that situation, it should have been passed to Megan. And the other times you're talking about definitely should have been a long corner, hundred percent. What about you, Laura? What do you think of the corners being long or short? Well, as I've said, the, I've kind of did, I think it's the our box, and we kind of see a shorter corner happen, and we all kind of look at each other like, here we go again. But as it's cartridge, it's probably sad that they are working on and training, but as of yet, they're kind of not paying off. But we kind of need them to start paying off because in the tighter games, a corner or that kind of be where the difference can be made so we need to kind of start making the work or we're just waiting on Lisa to come back to get the long corners and she just heads everything in anyway so we'll move on and they've had a couple of cracking chances Alan Rachel Rowe first looked like she had her second of the day considering she hasn't scored for us yet looked like it was going in all the way and then it just hit the top of the bar yeah, I think that was the third time we'd actually hit the bar. Oh, Rachel McLaughlin in the first half had cannoned one off the bar. Nicola Docker from halfway up to Fife had rattled one off the bar. You know, that looked like it was going to be a goal of the season. And and then that when Rachel Rowe went through, she she's clipped it over a keeper. Look, we, we were up off our feet, ready to celebrate, and then it bounces back off the bar. Not on top of that, Sarah Ewans had done some brilliant work, got into position and then cut inside and in the end her shot was, was really easy for a keeper to save and you know, I totally understand her taking a shot but ball across goal and I'm not sure if it was Lizzie or Rio coming in, had a tap into an empty net. So 
similar to a lot of players in the game, we just no making a right final choice. But in terms of the short corners, some of them were really close to paying off. Some of them were well worked, and it was just when a ball gets played into somebody to take a shot, it's getting spooned over the bar or miss hit, and these these could have turned out really well. But I do agree, we definitely need more variety. We can't just do the same same routine every time. No, I totally agree. I was also going to mention the Nick Dot one that she just it was that should have been in as well, and that would have been canonised 9-0 predictor if Rachel Rowan Nick had scored, but it wasn't meant to be. So there we go. Some more substitutes on the 80th minute. Um, Megan Bell and Brogan Hay came on. Kirsty McLean got a well-earned rest, as did Mia McCauley car. Mia McCauley will sleep tonight after the miles that she's ran today. They kept just firing that ball over the top and expecting her to get on the end of it every time. Yeah, because she was having great joy, and I think that's why they kept doing it. But I don't know how some of the balls that you know they were going out, they were a dead cert for being out. Nick wasn't bothering to run for them, and she'd ran from like the other side of the pitch essentially to get the ball and kept it in. I, I don't know how she does it. It must be nice being young and fit and agile and being able to run that fast. But she, she's an absolutely top talent, as are all of the young team that we've got in our squad. But just incredible pace from all of them. And I think that will really pay off for us in, you know, games against the kind of topper, topper, that's not a word, higher up teams in the league, because I can't think of another word. My brain's fried. Um, but just tremendous work from her. Brogan came on, had a really good game. There wasn't really anybody that I could criticise and say they didn't have a good game. Just, as Alan said, better decision-making, faster passing, but again, it's freezing cold, it's pitch black, it's getting into winter, international breaks coming up, so maybe they all just are looking forward to a wee rest or going away with their countries to do what they do. Yeah, great. The, the last action in the game, or notable action in the game, was Rio Hardy scoring, because of course she did. Wouldn't it be a game day if she wasn't scoring? And a nice wee assist for Rio uh, again, Rachel's involved in pretty much most of the goals, if, you know, uh, not all of them, but most of them. And the pass that she gave to Rio and Rio, you, you just knew when Rio was on that ball, you just knew it was only going one place. That was the back of the net. Uh, it looks easy, but that's because that's because Rio is class and she knows she knows where the, the, the net is. And when somebody's on fire like that and have a really good purple patch, it's for them that's just their, their bread and butter. You know, it's easy to make it look easy, but what you were saying about the Nick Dock shot, you know, only Nick Dock can, you know, I, personally, I think the goal of the season so far is the one she scored at Hamilton. If that went in, only Nick Dock could beat her goal of the season. <laughs> and, you know, uh, ifs, buts, maybes, but I, I just thought I'd add to that because you're right, that shot, Alan, was absolutely phenomenal for Nick Dock. But then are we surprised anymore? <laughs> she, just, she, she just hits him and you're like, wow. You know, she takes your breath away when she hits them. You're just like, phenomenal. Yeah, the game finished 7-0. Probably could have been double figures if it hadn't been for that Montrose keeper, but it was an enjoyable day nonetheless. So we'll go for player of the match. Personally, for me, it would be Rachel Rowe, I think. She was involved in everything. She was 
ran constantly, finally got her goal, a couple of assists, or like even secondary assists, she was just involved in absolutely everything. So, Alan, what about you? Probably between Rachel Rowan, Rachel McLaughlin, I thought the power of running both of them did, you know, was was absolutely brilliant and they were the standouts in the game. It was probably a game where you'd probably say most of the players were sort of 7 out of 10, you know, as we've spoke about, we've maybe not quite made enough in the game, but we've played well, we've been in control, but I think the two Rachels definitely stood out and you'd pro- probably lean slightly towards Rachel Rowe for being just a wee bit more involved. Who are you going for? Which Rachel? I mean, as I'm the number one member of the Rachel McLaughlin fan club, I think it, it has to be. I mean, notable mention for Kirsty McLean, who could keep a ball in a phone, book, phone box, because she's just incredible how well she can keep the ball and take it off folk. It's just outstanding. But for me, I think Rachel McLaughlin seals it. Yes, she didn't score, which, you know, Obviously, there's a few more in there that have scored a few goals and done a bit more, but the assists she provides, the crosses she provides, that I don't even know how to explain that bit of skill. I, need, I hope they put that on the highlights because I need to see that back where she kind of takes the ball, someone keeps it, spins round, and then kind of dinks it. I don't really understand what she was doing, but it was just a tremendous bit of skill. And I, I did say I'd mention it on the pod, so I have to give it a notable mention. So for me, it, it's Rachel McLaughlin. And I'm sure one week it won't be Rachel McLaughlin, but that is not this week. To be fair to your point, I think Kirsty McLean could probably turn on a phone book as well. <laughs> She's just that good. Graham, who would you go for? Graham, who would you go for? Uh, I, I, I was torn between Kirsty McLean for the, the you know, she bossed the midfield, had it under control, but she let the creative players go forward. That's not an easy job, especially in that, that you know, middle of the park. That allowed Rachel Rowe to then Rachel Rowe and uh, Mia and, and Jody. I thought Jody had a phenomenal game as well, but I think Rachel Rowe just aye, it's that uh, she she was creative, but aye, it was between Kirsty and Rachel. But I'd say Rachel Rowe for me. Good stuff. So next up, obviously, is that a national break? But next up for Rangers is Motherwell and the. 10th of December, looking like it will be at K Park, but Alan's put seeded out in my mind that it might be moved possibly to Fir Park. But we'll wait and see. I think it's a four o'clock kickoff, and it's usually pay at the gate, so get along and see Rangers there. Uh, obviously, it depends on the international break, Alan, but would you see many changes for the team today? Assuming everybody's fit and back and healthy. I think we'll probably see someone close to the team that played last week at City. I think Brogan and Lizzie will probably come back in. You'd expect Chelsea to come back in, as harsh as that is on Mia, Jody, and, and Libby. But maybe, maybe you see Cathy back in if she's fit. In place of Tess, but Tess has been absolutely excellent. And in the middle of that defence with Rachel and Nick. So. I wouldn't expect too many changes, but it, it's probably going to feel like Joe's first pick team. Would you agree with that, Car? Or does the international and the amount of players away for the internationals kind of 
play on Joe's mind for the team she puts out? I don't really know what goes on in Joe's mind. I'd love a, a wee hour to sit and pack her brains, to be honest, because it would be very interesting to hear what she thinks, but I know that wasn't your point. Um, I'd imagine that, like Alan said, they probably will be the strongest team, which probably... Barring maybe Kathy being back, hopefully from injuries, she looks like she's probably doing all right and should be back after the international break. She'll be back in. That makes it difficult then. Do you keep Tess in the midfield? Do you bring Chelsea back in? It, it kind of throws a conundrum up there because you're you're not taking Kirsty out of the midfield. So it's definitely got to be either Chelsea or Tess that would be in that midfield. So. That I'd say that's probably the only thing, and then potentially depending on how Rachel Rowe gets on, if you know fully fitness, hopefully comes back, potentially gives them a chance to swap out Megan and Rachel and give Megan some more game time. But other than that, I'd imagine it'll probably just be the strongest squad again because Joe seems to have got it all figured out. But everybody always gets game time anyway. She makes really good subs, which is great. So everybody's still getting some game time. So it doesn't really matter who starts, but it just matters how the team ends the game. That's very philosophical. I like that. So, Graham, we'll go you for the kind of roundup of who's away and obviously who they'll be playing, if you've got that as well. Uh, right. So, first off, we've got the Scotland uh, under 23s. We've got Chelsea, uh, it's been called up, Kirsty Howitt and Jodie McCleary. And for the Scotland, uh, you call it the A team, I think. The, is that the proper name? Yeah. The A team is you've got Jenna Fife, um, Kirsty McLean, Brogan Hay, Nick Dot, and Rachel McLaughlin. For Wales, uh, been called up Rachel Rowe, the Welsh Wizard. I think we should start calling her that because uh, she's amazing. Uh, for, for Northern Ireland, uh, Megan Bell. And for New, the New Zealand football ferns, Victoria Essen. Um, for New Zealand, I think you said, Graham, that they've got Colombia. Is that right? Is that a couple of friendlies? Yeah, on the 2nd and 5th of December, they're playing the Colombia um, twice. I, I don't know where the parks are, but yeah, um, it's an, two, two international friendlies. Um, I, I don't know if it's maybe two different stadiums or something, but it's, it, they're both in Colombia. So I hope Nick Vicky gets to go away, away for this rubbish weather and get hopefully nice sunshine, you know. <laughs> but all right for some, but yeah, enjoy the trip, Vic. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> and for uh, Scotland, the A-team, Alan, we've got Belgium and England. So a couple of tough games. We're, I think we're not that, doing that great in the kind of Nations League, but... Another couple of good tests for the players that are away. Well, it's been a very tough for uh, Nations League, but all of the results haven't been gone in Scotland's favour. I think Scotland have acquitted themselves pretty well. They're probably at that level where they're not quite on the level of playing in this group, but probably too good to be in the, the level below. So it's a sort of tough spot for Scotland to be in, but it's a great learning experience. You know, they're coming up against some quality, quality players. And we were obviously down, down in Sunderland when we played England, and we gave him a run for our money. You know, one of the top teams in the world. So on our desk, Scotland can go and compete. It's just about putting it all together in 90 minutes and 
seeing what we can take when we go to Belgium first and then come back and finish a campaign at Hamden against England. I think there's still tickets for that England game at Hamden, so get along. I think it's going to be quite a good atmosphere. The Lionesses usually bring quite a good crowd with them and a good atmosphere, so definitely worth going along with, plus you get to see some Rangers players, so why not watch it? Um, Car the under-23s, which seems to be bizarre considering quite a few of them are 24, uh, are playing Netherlands, but good that kind of Chelsea, Kirsty, and well, Jody would be in there anyway, but Kirsty Howitt and Chelsea have to be getting much game time with the A-team, so it's good that they're still going to be away under a different manager, still getting some Scotland game time. Yeah, it's good. It's nice that they, they've got that set up so that obviously, I guess Pedro's kind of been looking at them and thinks they're good enough and he wants to play them, but it's just maybe just not viable at the current moment with the amount of players that Scotland have and the positions that they play in that realistically they're not going to get as much game time as they probably should. So it's nice that they're able to go away, get some more experience, get more minutes under the belt with it. You know, it's a friendly. So I think they're allowed to have players over 23 I guess there's a limit on it. I think somebody, was it you? I don't know. Maybe it was Will for someone that said that they're allowed a limit of two over 23. But with it being a friendly, I don't think they're really that pernickety about how many are over the age of 23. But it's great for them. Jodie, you know, obviously stepped up because she was in the under 19s. So it's nice that she's kind of made this step up and good just for Kirsty Howitt and Chelsea to get some time. Yep. And then. Wales and Rachel Rowe will be facing Iceland and Germany and then Northern Ireland with Megan Bell will be facing Albania and Republic of Ireland. So some tough games there as well, Graham, but probably another good chance for Rachel Rowe to get more fitness and Megan Bell to get some game time as well against some top teams. Absolutely, and then if they're coming back after playing these top teams, and you know, especially Megan, you know, um, then that'll add, that'll bode well. I know we only get two games in December, but and then we get a big rest period. But it'll still, you still need to be sharp. You still need to be on your game, whether it's Hamilton, whether it's Celtic or City or whatever. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You still need to be top. So, for all we know, you know, touch wood, but we may get an injury and we may need to call upon Megan Bell, for example. Um, so, I it's great just to keep building those minutes up. Um, and hopefully come back and that'll help us in the long, longer term as well with international experience Yep, so we wish everybody good luck, all come back healthy, that would be wonderful and we can crack on tying up this title so Karen, we've got obviously our players out in loan do you want to give us a wee rundown of how they got on? Here, somebody got our first senior goal today Yep, um, so Summer Laird for Spartans wasn't used. She was a sub on the bench, but she wasn't used. And they lost 4-1 to Hibs. Kayla Jordan got 88 minutes for Motherwell. They played Park Thistle. They lost 4-2, but she scored, so that's good. She seems to be enjoying scoring a wee goal here and there. She's a class wee player. Megan Cunningham played, started and played for Park Thistle. They beat Motherwell 4-2. Jenna Ferguson was an unused sub. again. You know, four two against Motherwell. Becca Taylor was an unused sub. Um, 
For Hamilton against Hearts, they lost 6-1, unfortunately. Lucy wasn't involved in the Queen's Park squad, which is weird. I don't don't know where she's gone. I don't know if she's picked up an injury or if they're just like, oh, you can have a wee rest time. And then I've left her to last specifically for this reason. Mason Clark finally got her. She played 90 minutes as well. She finally got her senior goal. Wasn't for Rangers, unfortunately, but got it against Hearts. But you need to go and look at this goal on Twitter. Her mum's posted it. It's just incredible. She nicks the ball off one of the Hearts players from, I don't know, I'm not good at dimensions or measurements. I don't know how far it should be. She's a long way out. Notices the keeper's off her line and just absolutely smashes it over the keeper into the back of it. It's Nicola Doherty, Rachel McLaughlin, Sam Kerr-esque. It's just an incredible goal. For that to be her first goal is just tremendous. It's a shame that they didn't win, but she's really been working hard in training. You can see how much it's paying off, so it's good that she got that goal and she'll be buzzing and then she can finally get her first goal for Rangers when she comes back. Yeah, it's great to see she's doing so well. So congratulations to me for getting your first senior goal. It was, it was always going to come. She's just too good not to score. So Alan, will you give us a wee roundup of the score predictor? Yeah, some some less uh, su- surprising results this week. So a lot of high scores. Uh, new record high score for a week or... Uh, as posted on the Facebook group already, Kirsty Wilkie and Keith Bryce scored 24 points this week. It all, all results correct, including a correct score for us and another correct score for the other, other games. So, brilliant results for Keith and Kirsty in particular. Uh, I'll have to be honest, I forgot to put my predictions on the page, you know, so that was 20 points down for me. So, the leaderboard will be updated and po- posted probably by the time anybody gets to the end of this podcast. But good steady participation for everybody involved. So, you know, it was a good wee bit of a banter, a bit a wee bit of fun. So it, it's been well worth doing. Imagine doing the score predictor and forgetting to put in your own scores. Shocking, shocking. It's been a long week, what can I say? <laughs> Oh. Car, do you want to give us a wee merch roundup? We have merch. <laughs> I don't know what he expected me to say. That. We we have lots of scarves which are very warm. They kept kept me very warm between that and the hat and all the layers today. I was very warm, other than my hands. But we have lots of scarves available. They're available online, or you can pick them up at games from us. Hats. There's. A, a few left, not too many, but there's more on the way. Autograph books, lovingly made by Graham, which seem to be a great hit with folk. Badges that you know people have bought in great numbers, which is really good. What else have we got? We've got the bus that's still available, being ran in January to Aberdeen. If anybody wants to jump on the bus, we won't be too rowdy. It'll be nice and quiet. Nice, save you some petrol money. You can get on the bus, talk to a few people, and share your score predictors and we can all get our points up. It'll be quite good. Um, I think that's everything, I think. Thank you very much. Graham, do you want to tell us about your blog? Yeah, so they started the blog from the summer up till the end of October. Fixtures, for, I mean, they were up at the start of the month. So given we've got an international break coming up, and I thought we'll run run it monthly 
So every fixture, the fixtures each month. So the next one will be from basically all the fixtures we've had this month. So we've had the Sky Sports quarter final and I think three home games, three no three league games, I think. So they're they're all mentioned this month and that'll go live at some point this weekend. Uh, sorry, next weekend. <laughs> Getting confused. So the the weekend is December. This is the last week in November. So yeah, we'll go live then. If just for a wee read, if if you fancy it and you're kind of bored during an international break and you think just a wee reminder of how good we are and get that feeling back for when the tenth of December comes round, you're like, yep, I'm ready to go for K Park. Or or if anybody's new to the team and thinking they want a wee backstory of what's happened so far, the story so far, gives you a wee kind of catch up, you know, during two weeks off and you can read up the team and see how we've got on and who scored and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, any, any you know, any, any point more than you, old, whatever, doesn't matter what, what stage you're at, it's for everybody. So if you want to read, then I'll, I'll we'll post it at some point over the, the, the coming weekend of December, this that started. What, what's that? The first or second December? So sorry, apologies. <laughs> well, it's great. So yeah, just in case you Graham never mentioned that it'll be next weekend, start of December. <laughs> so I think that kind of rounds up nicely. Um, obviously, hope to see you at the next game at Motherwell. Along our even head along to Hampton, you'll probably see us there. And for that, we'll just kind of leave it there for this podcast. Thanks again to Alan, Karen and Graham. Thanks, Laura. I just want to give a quick, I've got a couple of shout-outs. One for Sam Kerr, who was back at the game. Obviously, she's back for the international break. So it was nice to see her get a wee catch-up with her and all the kids were buzzing to go and get their pictures taken with, you know, Bayern Munich player Sam Kerr, that was cool. I also want to give a shout out to the, I don't know if he was the physio or the doctor for Montrose, but he did a lot of running today, so I hope he get, gets a good rest because he he fair ran his wee socks off the day, that, that's all I want to say about that. Yeah, he'll, like me and Macaulay, he'll be having a good sleep tonight. <laughs> so as I say, thanks to the guys for joining me and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Laura.